Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Music production can be therapeutic, rewarding, and extremely fulfilling, and sharing the creative process with artists that you respect and admire makes the finished product all the more worthwhile. Creating music as a collaborative effort can bring joy and a shared sense of pride and accomplishment. Today on the Spent the Rent podcast, we are joined by a musical duo from Lane County that is pumping out tracks, spotlighting a rotating list of the area's most talented artists. Joining us next, Cerebral Cortex and Will Brack of The Creative Types. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Boat Willie. My guest today is Eugene, Oregon-based duo, The Creative Types. Guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Hello. So we were, uh, a couple weeks ago, I sat down with you, Cerebral, Cerebral Cortex, and so that was cool. We got to talk kind of the, you know, the many different things that you've got your hand in, photography, the studio, your hip hop career. Yeah. So, Will, this is the first time we've actually formally met, which is funny because we recorded that St. Patrick's Day song. I know. I feel like I already know you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Talked a lot through email and that kind of stuff. So, it's good to finally meet you, and I appreciate you guys coming out. Um, so, we're going to get into a little bit more about what the creative types are, what you guys do, how that came about. You know, initially you were going kind of a different name. There was different members as well. What was it Analog Monday? Right. Exactly. Um yeah, so we, we, we started off uh, doing the Analog Monday thing, and uh, the way that came about was, you know, I, you know, I had the show at Lucky's going on, the Second Nature show. Right. And we, uh, uh, these guys uh, were in a band with Alina Leona, and uh, they approached me after um, that fell apart, and they um, came in and approached me at Lucky's, and we uh, started doing, like, ciphers at the, at the hip-hop show. So we did, like, uh, freestyle ciphers at the end of the show. And that's pretty much kind of how we sort of formulated the band. Um, we were doing like, uh, free, you know, getting all the MCs up there and just doing like a live jam. Right. And then, you know, as we got closer um, with our friends, uh, John and and James, we uh, uh, decided to start. Was the name like you guys were doing like a Monday jam kind of thing? Uh, just had... No, actually. <laughs> the, the name is something I think John and I came up with. So John is an old, old friend of mine. Um from the east coast and he's a guitarist and so what's interesting about the band is it's kind of a fusion of styles so he idolizes van halen right so that's his guy and that's how he plays uh james his his kind of moniker is funkmeister and so that name says it all uh and then me i i'm was a drummer in the band so a lot of my style comes from kind of like a quest love type 
right. very pocket, right. not very flashy. And so the three of us combined kind of created an interesting sound. So we started courting cerebral. Um, there's a little bit of mild flirtation, I think, on both sides. Uh, <laughs> but we thought it would be cool to kind of uh, not redo the roots, but to, to have a version that of influence that. influence, for right. sure. Right. Um, and as an MC, of course, I always wanted to do that, you know, to rock with a band. So right. that was super appealing. So, so you played, so Will, you played the drums in, in Analog Monday, but then with, with uh, the creative types, you do all of the music production, basically. And then, you know, you guys kind of both mix up the the audio the final production and whatnot but so do you do samples or is it you play a, just a ton of instruments it's a mix um so i do a lot of midi so luckily i've got some access to some really good sound banks um but i've just now started kind of incorporating samples a little more regularly right um but it's not the preferred way to go so like growing up i was a major band geek and i was taking music theory and stuff so composing was something that i've wanted to do for a long time so this was a cool outlet to use those skill sets but under a hip-hop lens if right that makes sense right. so trying to make it a little more interesting than four bars repeated over sure and over. sure um, so because we did that irish song and i was really impressed when you guys had put the beat together and you sent it to me that you know i mean there was a lot going on yeah, you know and it was, it was yeah you know and it was really authentic to the Irish roots. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, there's different instruments. There's like fiddle and all kinds of different stuff. Right. Which was really cool. And, and if you, you know, you're, you're listening to this and you haven't heard that, uh, it was on the episode I did with the disc golfer, Dustin Keegan. Cause that was right before St. Patrick's day. So, right, right. you know, we're going to play at the end of this episode, we'll play one of your guys' tracks, but it's funny cause it's actually the first song. Cause you guys have done three collaborations now. And it's the first one you did because I've used the other two on different, epi- right. uh, different like, episodes. Not, I know this for a fact. Yeah, because <laughs> now that now that we've kind of started bumping elbows, you guys are going to be, you know, as soon as you drop a track, I'm going to feature it, you know, in in Thanks, ev- in yeah, every episode because it's things. it's cool what you guys do. And well, to be honest, too, like uh, about that track too, that was probably the first track that me and Will got really really excited about. Like, the Irish like, one. Like we're stoked on all the music we made, sure. obviously, but um, that was I think that was that was the first track that we nailed that like we're hit the concept that we're going for which is to do like more interesting hip-hop shit and like sure. mashup stuff and so um I that think was a that fun was one because one me, yeah. you know and if you haven't listened the track is called lead 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 from the heart and uh you know i had written an irish poem kind of in the reaction to the trump immigration situation and it was funny because you know brandon you and i hadn't cerebral you and i you and i had not <laughs> talk to each other about what we were doing you you kind of told me you sent me your virtue like i'm thinking this and i was like well i'll get to writing and then i was like i got this thing actually and it it just weren't i think it meshed really well oh man yeah for sure it just like remotely came together well and i mean we pretty much jammed that like one day in the studio essentially and it's rough i mean it's rough on my end like for my vocals i feel like it was pretty rough but i like it for that purpose because it it sounds like it's like a raspy drunk person in a bar punky yeah for super authentic you know and Mm. i mean that's kind of part of the allure of what we were trying to do so i really encourage i'll put the link in the show notes to uh, to the band camp of that track to just to make that easy and also in the show notes your guys's band camp will be there i mean that's where you'd find it so it's redundant but yeah so so will you we talked a little bit before we started recording uh you came from dc initially uh in northern virginia uh just right outside of dc is where i grew up so i was around a, a ton of musicians that were into 
jazz and funk and right. that was a lot of my upbringing um so like in sixth grade i idolized dizzy gillespie and right. like cool in the gang and that's not cool when you're a sixth grader but uh but it kind of shaped it's kind of cool then it's, it's cool now okay. right. it wasn't cool when you're like trying to impress a girl and say let me tell you about duke ellington right <laughs> right. <laughs> right it depends on the girl you know but well, but true. but and i mean out here i'm sure that like you said growing up where you grew up is probably a lot different because here if people are like who's that then they're instantly impressed sure <laughs> you know yeah. it's like the obscurity of it which i think is cool i know that it with the younger crowd that's kind of fading because today it seems like what's popular is what's popular Right, like right. not even because of content or skill. It's like people want to know that they're accepted for liking what's in, which yeah. doesn't make sense to me because, you know, I grew up listening to punk rock and I swear that like the big, the one thing that I remember most is that be like, you know, that band was, I, I thought they were really cool. So I found out they're a Christian band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, but you go to church twice a week and it's like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, especially at that age, I was all involved in young life and that kind of stuff. And, right. And, uh, you know, so, but yeah, so you moved out to the West coast. What brought you out here? Uh, I, I graduated from college, uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, old dominion university and, uh, went to the air force. Um, so I was there, I was stationed in Germany for a long time and I had met a girl and she was from Portland. Oh, cool. Um, so we moved out there that didn't work out. Um, so this is technically my second stint back in Oregon, but much, much longer. Right. But time. you got a taste of it and then you cut, you know, the, I couldn't the culture. Yeah. Like, it's funny because that's a common thread with guests on my podcast. Uh, I interviewed Kaz Zaidi, who was from England mm -hmm. and his girl, his wife is from Silverton originally, but he was like, once I saw the mountains, you know, yeah. in, in Eugene, I was like, what am I doing? Like, right. Why am I not there? And why would we live in London? It haunted is, me like between my first and second stint. Like, right. I just, I've got to find a way to get back. I mean, I've always been told that Eugene is a vortex, you know, yeah, that if sure you get or Oregon in general, but especially Eugene, that if you get too far away from it, that it'll suck you back in. So, I mean, I think Eugene is kind of going in a bad direction, though, in a lot of ways that I think people are starting to branch out. I mean, obviously, this is recorded in an undisclosed location in Springfield, Oregon, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I'd notice all the issues with downtown and, and the, the, I don't want to say the homeless cause people do that. Right, you know? And right. then it's an issue it's, of like, it's more that it's was way more to it than that. There's yeah. more to, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? Right. Necessarily. So, but, uh, the culture will never like, well, will never be gone, you know, cause with Eugene, it's just, it's so present. For you sure, know, yeah. this is the 58th anniversary of the Saturday market, which I think oh, is a big deal. That's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so back to the music, uh, are you guys not your, I know, uh, Cerebral, you're taking, you posted on Facebook, you're taking some time off from live performances. Yeah. Well, I'm having a baby next month or in about a month. You don't even look pregnant. Right. <laughs> I'm just not showing until the very end. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, things are going to slow down, you know, obviously because of that, just going to be busy, uh, with the baby. I've got a three-year-old and so, um. Uh, we're still working on plenty of music. Uh, me and uh, Will are about to throw out another song. We've been doing all, like, most of our songs have all been, like, features with other uh, people or having, you know, at least having somebody else on it. We're, this is the first one that we're done that is just the two of us. Nice. And only because it's just practical and easy for us sure. to achieve within a month. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we got one more song that we're throwing out, and then... We're, we're, we're thinking about possibly switching up our tactic because we've been putting out a song like basically roughly every month. And uh, we're thinking about maybe um, kind of 
while while I'm taking this break, like quietly working in the background and then getting like a, a whole album put together. Dropping an EP. Because like I think initially you had talked about, you know, the setup was, like you said, a song a month with mm-hmm. a featured different artist. Yeah. And, you know, you can always go back to that. But are you intending on dropping like a full length album or are these singles going to be separate? And then I, you just kind of move I don't, on. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think right now the plan thus far is to uh, release these singles as part of it. Um and and then include like you know maybe do like the same number of tracks like another five or six tracks um, right it's such new, a different new world. stuff and more collabs too still gonna do like you know still planning to do a bunch more collaborations right. for it yeah it's such a different world today with digital music that it's like the album is almost a dead thing you know it's unfortunate that it's, it's like that, you know yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that for sure I mean it's it still exists and there's people that put a lot of effort into like track one goes you know before right, track two right, kind of thing right. but now it's like i think everyone's feeling the pressure to like just constantly be putting stuff out because it, you know you could work all year and put out an album and you know it may get attention for a couple months but it spikes down like really quickly oh, yeah, you know with, you look at your you look at your stats on a, on a on an album and it's like you know you got like a couple weeks while it was buzzing and you're you know announced it and all the excitement's there and then it just trails off so it's almost a better strategy to just keep throwing something out every month because right. it just keeps you you know and i mean that's visible. true for for independent artists but it's true for the big ones too you know that that there's people i mean it's like Kendrick you know it's like a couple weeks after the album comes out people are on to the next right you know and it then they may so, revisit it you there's know just so saying, much content but, so it's like yeah right. people just binge it spit it out and then it's on to the next thing like that's so. like you know that's why I think it's cool to have your hand in a lot of different baskets like you do uh Easter baskets but <laughs> right. no but uh <laughs> no but like you know for the podcast I I don't really too put too much stock into analytics and who's listening and stuff because there's like 10 dedicated listeners right, but there's right. I mean I'm doing I love it but there's definitely people that I know that the minute that I put it out, they're like, crap. They just like pull their car over to the side of the road. Right. They get their, right. yeah, they no, set it know, up and yeah. they listen to it, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. then, you know, you got those folks, but, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to still be doing plenty of music and yeah, but, uh, just probably, you know, through the summer going to be like definitely not performing and just kind of focusing on other areas in my life. But right. Uh, that's good. I mean, but, and, and when, you, and when, you know, it's time to come back to it, I certainly will. That's good. It's the summertime. We'll, we'll call you. I mean, you'll, they'll, They'll, oh, get yeah. you, they'll get you on stage. Oh, yeah. Know? Well, yeah. yeah. Can, I, I can never get away for too long. But well, what's yeah. great about what he's adding to it is he's gotten way into photography lately, and he's great at it. And uh, so for every feature that we do, as as you know, we do a photo session. Uh, we're trying to get to the point where we're going to be doing an interview session. So there's going to be multiple mediums for right, that one right, release. Right. So it's not just like one splash and we're done. Right. But it's like the splash. And then here's photos later. Here's the blog. Here's the. Right. Right. So. And then you can kind of draw back on it. Is yeah. what you're saying. So right. you're like back in March, back we did this exactly. you know, exactly. conversation yeah. with so-and-so. That's the idea. Yeah. The, the, the photography is awesome, you know, and it's spin, been fun, man. spin really cycle it. studio. It's cool how you have the little setup with little lights and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like the technique that you're using where it's kind of real dark and. Yeah. It's actually, it's just really simple, <laughs> but, but I'm working it. No, but it's um, good. I mean, but it yeah, no, it's been great. I've been learning a lot and. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I'm definitely, that's, so that's like an area that, you know, through the summer I'm going to be pushing into is like trying to do more, um, photo shoots for other musicians in the scene and, you know, right. hopefully get an opportunity to do more like album covers and that kind of stuff. I definitely have a heavy interest in I that. think that's the thing I like the most about what you guys do is that it's, it's a communal effort and you're not doing it for exposure to yourself. It's because you legitimately believe in the people oh, that you're spotlighting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, the yeah, different, I mean, sure. I know you guys worked with reaction, RX and reaction. 
Mm-hmm. And that dude is just incredible. He's it, man. Yeah, and yeah, he's just sure, such a, you know, and he's guy. such a kind hearted person getting ready to go on tour and whatnot. And right. He was on the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, did the podcast right. with him. And then last week I was talking to oh, that Ender. That was the week after me. That's right. Yeah. And then I was talking to Ender and Ender was, we were talking about how he's bringing him that if you haven't listened to the one I did with Ender, that was probably one of my favorite ones because we really just got after it and it, it's starting to settle in, you know, right. it's starting to feel the first interview I did with him. He was my first guest, Ender one. Oh, yeah. The first interview I do, I was so like nerve, not just nervous. I, I mean, once we started talking, it was easy, but I was so like, how's this going to go? You know, and it's starting to settle in and, and, you know, these musical ones are fun because that's where my production in any type well, of creative stuff started, are, you know, too, yeah. but I think the political ones are what's really, people really enjoy. And I got a lot of good ones coming up. I got, right. I got some big ones next week or next week's Easter. More. So I'm taking it off. But then I got one coming up where I'm going to sit down with a friend of mine who's a tattoo artist in town. That was cool. But also he's got a, a Facebook page and YouTube page where he does live streams of hunts, like outdoor enthusiasm, oh. enthusiasm. So that's cool. So we're mixing hmm. it up for sure. Sweet, man. Yeah, you but, uh, so you got a big show coming up, uh, and it's just you though, Cerebral Cortex. It's not as the yeah, creative types. Yeah, we uh, we're not we're just not really re- ready to perform as the creative types yet because not of sure how we're not sure how right <laughs> right, right yeah. Well, the style of music that we're doing, you know, is uh, we're trying to do more interesting things. So I think you know, I think me and Will do plan to perform as the creative types down the line. But um, you know, but we we both have like tons of like new things to learn, like you know, just manipulating live samples and all that kind of stuff. Like the uh, problem is I'm not a DJ. Sure. I'm right. a composer. So sure. like how do you do that live? Right. right. So it's just like, yeah. I wonder if you just I mean, if you get a lot of the backing tracks pre recorded. Right. But then you just do a lot of keyboard. We've done heavy like tracks. one or two sets on like my SP four oh four SX and we just had like you know, we weren't really doing much. That so. was the most ridiculous show. I right. should have won an Oscar for acting because right. I was just twisting knobs and didn't do anything. <laughs> I was like pushing buttons and right. dancing. Nice. Right. And no, uh, drop, the drop electronic the beat. Yeah. All I did was press play and then press stop. Right. And that's a lot of it. You know, that's kind of what got me out of got me out of doing a lot of live shows. We were right. talking about this earlier off air that like, I mean, for one, it's like my lack of talent. For two, it was it was that it felt like karaoke to me, you know, yeah. and that's one of the things with hip hop that I think live can be really kind of whack and that's why i was really inspired by what was going on with analog monday and then i'm sure there's different reasons but then it also you know when you get that many more people see this is the reason people make hip-hop is because the production takes so much less effort you know you can make something concrete pumping out you know uh content right without too you know too much organization like we did that song and we were never all three in the same room together yeah you know so Which is cool. But uh, at the same time, though, as Analog Monday, when we would do the cypher instrumentally, we would just make shit up on the spot. Right. And that was beautiful. Like there, there was oh, something yeah. magical about that. Yeah. Um, right. So for all of the, the pain of getting four people's schedules together and right. and rehearsing all the time, those moments I miss quite a bit. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Me sure. Too, for sure. And yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll get opportunities to do stuff like that again, like in the future, just to, just for fun, you know? But um, it's cool when people do like guitar yoki. Have you ever heard of that? So no, it's like you I'm, basically I'm get. Surprised it's a thing, though. You get like a live band, you know, with guitars as frontmen or whatnot. And then you get the singers from just the crowd, like at a bar or whatever. Uh-huh. So like karaoke, but people will come out. And that's. So a lot of the songs that I've done. I recorded with Roger McConnell on guitar and that's how I met him 
was he was doing these live band karaoke. They, they called it guitar karaoke, and uh, which is not a word, but but uh, it is now. Yeah, right. So it's not Korean. So I know I know that, but uh, it was really neat because you know there's a song list, and of course with Roger's style is a lot more of like classic rock covers. They do a lot of originals too, but when they do live shows at casinos and different places, he plays with a bunch of different bands. People want to hear. Like you're saying Van Halen, like people want to hear yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. I, I always wonder, it's like, when is that stuff going to die? Like never, because, you know, I went to the Mohawk Tavern a couple of weeks ago randomly <laughs> and they're doing this cover band that was doing like, you know, Van Halen covers right. and yeah. like, it's uh, crazy how that, some of that, that Motley Crue, yeah, you know, those strikes guys, a chord with people, man. And, and the people that were into it were 40, 30, yeah. you know, so they're not old well, enough. Like I, I would say there's nothing that's come along to replace it. You know what I'm saying? Like the, cause the, the genre just changed, you know what I'm right. saying? So like no one's make no one's making original Van Halen style music. I mean, probably someone there is, but you know, I don't steel Panther. Right. I think that's why too. Is, yeah. you know, it remains a classic because it's just like a style. Yeah, like what's going to, cause what's going to happen when we're old and which is soon and uh, no and uh, <laughs> or now right or now but no but when we're old and we're going out are they're going to be like kendrick cover bands it's mumble rap cover mumble bands ram cover, <laughs> mumble rap cover right. bands i always just wonder you can't cover hip-hop like that just seems well it's just it's not in the, it's against the culture you know it's it's funny because like I, i've thought about that before it's like you know in in a um you know, in a, uh, in a rock band, you know, you have covers and that's, you know, that's, that's super commonplace obviously, but in hip hop, it's like a authenticity thing sure. and it's an ownership thing where, you know, you can't, you can't perform someone else's lyrics. Yeah. You I know, mean, unless you do a piece someone else's lyrics, pay you know? some homage in a hook or yeah, something. Yeah, no, totally. There's a, there's a gray area there for sure. But, um, but I think that's part of it, you know? Yeah. And it's just, you know, so it's, it's hard because cover bands and you know, a lot of the stuff is just four chords, right. like the stuff that people get really crazy over rock bands can cover hip hop songs. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, no. right. It's a weird double standard. Weird. Right. Like I, I've been trying to figure out and I'm this is totally true. I've been trying to figure out a way to make a hip hop version of The Rose by Bette Midler. <laughs> I'm totally serious. You've you just know? hijacked my brain for the rest of the day with that. Right. Seriously. So because I mean, I like you said, it's it does it. You know, it's like people will do like a folk a folk version of like uh, NWA. You know, or, right, and then right. people go goo goo over it. They're oh, like, they oh my god, it. it's so cool. They love it for sure. Yeah, it's, it's and funny. It's, it's funny, but it doesn't work the other way. No. And so I just always wonder. It's like, is that is it? Are we going to be like seventy years old? And there's going to be like fifty year olds or forty year olds at the bar. They're still I don't know to what the music's going to sound like then, man. I have no idea. I don't right. know if I want to know. It'll just be like boops and bleeps, and that's all you're going to hear. You know? <laughs> I mean, in a sense, hip hop is. Like, you know, we were talking about MIDI, but also sampling. So there is like a people taking elements in different parts and like a, you know, mix of all that stuff. But, you know, I'm not super down with the EDM and that's what the younger kids are. That's what the kids are doing these days. Right. right. <laughs> and that's really just 100 percent sampling. You know, oh, right. a lot. I mean, a lot of it, like you said, twists and knobs and shit that yeah. just push and play live. And I'm not I'm just not into it. I mean, I think you have to be on drugs to enjoy that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's part of like the entire experience for sure. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's the it's the show and the festival life and the you know, it's like this whole culture built around it. It's right. not just the music itself, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm just uh, it doesn't do it for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, there is, there's I always will, exceptions. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty. There's a lot of great electronic oh, music well, out there. I was there. just gonna say, there's a big show coming up with Lafa, and Lafa puts on oh. an insane live performance. He's done a super good job of intersecting right. hip hop with the thing that he does the best stuff, is that yeah. he stays current more than any local, you know, hip hop artist. I feel like he stays current, you know, he'll, 
and it's not like it's fake. It's like authentic because it's right. Laffa. Because there's always going to be the undertone of like him, right? You know, Laffa Taylor. He's such a strong character, right? You know, and like personality, and he, uh, yeah, he does his promo is great. He does a great job, like just. Yeah, so he's doing a show at the McDonald Theater, and and the tickets. I mean, I think right now it's like twenty five bucks, and it goes up to fifty, then it goes up to seventy five. But it's not just a hip hop show; it's like an experience. Right, right. He's doing like immersive and EDM and all that stuff. So that's one thing that I can get. You know what I mean? Like I can understand that fully. When it, but it's funny because I'll talk to kids all the time at the barbershop, you know, college age kids because I work on campus, and they'll be like. I'm like, what are you doing, you know, this spring break or whatever? And they're like, I'm going to this show. I'm like, who's performing? They're like, it's EDM. And I'm like, oh, well, then I guess we should talk about something else. <laughs> right. like, because I, they assume that I don't know, and they're correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I'm like, so what is that? Like, I, I feel like such an old man. I'm like, so what is that? Is that like, bleep, 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 bleep? Like, right. it's just like, it's like the sign your coffee make, maker right. makes when it's done. You know? <laughs> right. So, you know, but uh, so, so we'll... Uh, you know, what's your favorite? I mean, what instruments do you play? I mean, there's like a, a long list. Um, so I grew up playing trumpet. Um, and that was from sixth grade through college. In fact, I got into college on a on a jazz thing. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah. So, no, uh, that and, but I've stopped playing. And it's just amazing how quickly all the muscles go away. Like the mind still has it. Knows sure, how sure. to play, But yeah. Um, so there's that uh, a little bit of piano, bass. Um, and drums, that's that's about it. And then I right. just kind of dabble in some other things. And then the MIDI stuff, you just, tons of, what, you guys use Ableton? I use Ableton. Right. Um, and uh, that's not the sound bank I use necessarily. Well, no, because you draw um, from all different places, but that's the DAW. Yeah. yeah. I use Reason, and, and I feel like the thing that Reason pitches is that uh, they want it to be like, if you're a vocalist, they want you to get back to making vocals. Mm-hmm. If you're a, if you're a guitarist, they want you to get back to make playing guitar. Right. And so the rest of it's real simple. And, and I like that. Cause a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be making coming up, cause I'm starting to work again on, on new tracks awesome. is really simple, you yeah. know, and the vocals are always what I try to showcase. And I'm actually trying to simplify even more the, the backing tracks, because what I've really learned in the last little bit, is that with music, it's not about the notes, it's about the space mm. around it. And so that's kind of where I'm trying to, you know, I, it's cool when you get away from, like you're saying, Brendan, about taking a break from music and you'll still be doing it. But when you step back, then you start listening to things with a different, sure. yeah. you know, that's actually something I'm glad you brought that up. That's something I'm looking forward to is like, just kind of taking like sort of a, a semi-creative breather and just like, I know, cause I know how I work. If I do that, I'll come back, you know stronger with more ideas right. and be more juiced and yeah sometimes you just you need that quick you can't step always just listen to kelly clarkson though you have to mix it up <laughs> right. dude I, probably, I bring that up as a joke but i was listening my girlfriend loves the voice right so i just we were in the car and she hates what i listen to so i was like what do you want to listen to and i put on kelly clarkson on shuffle on spotify and she was like all right and then she's like oh yeah i like this song <laughs> but uh it was like vince gill or something but uh <laughs> And Kelly Clarkson, and then I just put it on shuffle, and the next song was Kelly Clarkson doing a live cover of Radiohead Creep. Oh, really? And I was like, well, this is going on my playlist. Right. Hmm. Like, regardless. Damn you, Kelly. Right. <laughs> my playlist me. in my car right. is, is it's called Ginger with a Kia Soul. Nice. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, the playlist, I put so much pop music. And honestly, because... I like to listen to, like what I was saying about how pop music like Kelly, like Kelly Clarkson, seriously, or mm-hmm. Katy Perry. I like to listen how they use space. 
Mm. You know, because they're obviously, it's not like I'm trying to replicate that style, you know, but I mean, I don't care at this point. My influences are everywhere. Right. You know, right, and, yeah, and no, so it's just interesting how yeah. people use space and then the dynamics and all that stuff. And that's kind of what I want to focus more on. But no, that's a big Sweet. pull for jazz for me, because if you listen to soloists, like a lot of the emotion is in the space. Oh, yeah. That they that they create. So the space is just as much. The notes that aren't played are just as much of the solo, for instance, as the notes that are. Right. So And yeah, it's crazy totally. with production when you start messing with the reverb and all that stuff. And then you do stuff on accident. Like a lot of the ways that I've learned is just fiddling with turning knobs that don't, don't do anything right. like you said before. But then sometimes you get this like really cool hall effect and like echoes that's just Oh my God. It like, it adds so much depth and emotion to it. Yeah. It's just huge. You know, that's why Will, it would be really fun to sit down with you and, and watch your process. Cause I actually, when, when Brandon and I sat down and I did the vocals for that Irish song, I just, I'd laid it down. It was really fast. It yeah. was like, we were together for right. a couple hours right. and it let's, shows let's a little get, bit. Let's get, let's get this done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then, but then, I mean, I'm sure that beat probably took a while to compose. Not well. Yeah, it did. Uh, there were some things I wanted to try to add to it. I'm, not everybody has heard it who's listening right now, but um, there's a lot of traditional elements, obviously. And I was trying to kind of work with the dichotomy of, you know, a, a joyous occasion in an Irish bar, like you were saying, like some drunk guy got on the mic and started singing. Right. Uh, that, but then also the very proud, almost kind of militaristic history. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's why there's a lot of like fife and drum corps samples that are sprinkled in yeah. to kind of like balance out a little bit. But the idea came, I mean, fairly quickly. And then you're. The fact that you'd written a poem. I know. Um, it, it works really well. Fit perfectly well. Initially, the crazy. beat that I had that I was going to use was basically just a, a loop of the song from Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. And I just couldn't get it to sound original enough. Right. You know, because it was basically just a sample, which I'm not opposed to doing. Just, I mean, I have a song that... I'm going to get sued because I'm admitting it, but I have a song that's all over Spotify and, I, and, I, and Apple that's just uh, Portishead. Like just straight up, like it's not even like <laughs> not the, even hiding. It. No, <laughs> the beat is just straight up Portishead, and I just pitch shifted on on a, a vocal part and made that the hook, you know. And obviously, that's what we were talking about before about hip hop. It's like I I did my own verses, you know, but the rest of it, it's homage to. Right. I remember my friend showed me that song, and I was like, I'm going to use that. And I literally that was back in the day with CDs. And we would just go on Acid Pro and extract it. So I just took the CD player, uh, the yep, CD out yep. of the CD player, stuck right. it in my computer, extracted that song, and then put it back. And she listened to it. I threw my headphones on. I'm like, yep, there's a beat, you know. <laughs> Got it. Right? And it was fun. I mean, that's like the, that's the cool thing. And it was it was thrilling to just kind of. I mean, I hate to say it, but like the the theft of it was yeah. it, was exciting. Well, Hip hop's kind of built on that. It's kind of built on you know jacking samples and loops from records and stuff and done you know and but but like it, it, as much as it is like a theft it's also like in, in respect though right. too because often it's done creatively and cleverly and you know right and so i'm not in danger balance. of ever getting balance, sued yeah. because you right. have to make money for them to be able to take right it, you know? exactly yeah so and, i'm not in danger and, and of that. we all have none of that right so and you know i mean i've done some different things where there was one of my songs was featured on a local movie and the guy was I was like, I really like that beat. And I'm like, yeah, I stole it from the Wonder Years, you know? And he was like, oh, well, because the movie was already done. And he's like, I mean, I really wish you would have told me that. And I'm like, you really think that they're going to sue you over a six-second sample in right. a song that was, you know, I mean, there's, and it was a small little there's part. There's no one sitting at a computer listening for that. At Christmas time, we did a song oh, yeah. <laughs> that's got a sample of Frank Sinatra and um, and Oscar Peterson playing piano. There are actually two performances that we mixed together. Right. And it's Learning the Blues is the name of the song. 
Um, but my dream is that Frank Sinatra's people will hear it and send us a cease and desist letter that, that I could frame frame and, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, if, if yeah. it's you know early one morning, Frank Sinatra shows up floating above your bed, and he's like, <laughs> right. "What the hell, dude?" Right. But that's a movie in its own. But so uh, remind me again the date of the show that you got coming up. Uh, May third. Uh, yeah, yeah, Friday, May third at Old Nick's overflow cool this is the second or third one i, I think that they've done you know, this is this is put on by uh, you know by uh, aerosol mente manu all those guys right. uh, they're doing a really good job with that event and last one was super cracking so i imagine this one will be will be good as well nice they've been killing it on the promo um months ahead of time so um yeah should be cool it's a b- bunch of local cast you know actually it's crazy because like the lineups now you go like i look at like you know the lineup for that flyer and it's like I don't even know who any of those guys are, really? <laughs> you know, so it, it's actually a good thing to me though. I'm like happy. There's, there's like a, there's like kind of a new, another scene kind of bubbling oh, up so it's right like now. A younger kind of, yeah, there's younger new cats and stuff like couple, you know, the, you know, like, you know, handful of the old, like, you know, that's good. Cause then that, that brings known. both crowds together. Yeah, No, they're doing a good job of bringing in new people and yeah, I'm stoked for nice. just the scene in general. It feels like there's like a little more going on, more MCs showing up and stuff. Right. So it's cool. So let's, uh, let's talk about, um, how we're going to play the song at the end. So let's talk about that. We can kind of build into, yeah, yeah, that. into that. So, uh, this was with Con- DJ Connor J. He does scratches on it. Uh, yeah. what is the song called? Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And tell me a little bit about the creative process of that. So this was the first song you guys did when the creative types, you know, came to be, you guys kind of were tossing ideas around and it, it probably with the first one, it probably just happened. Like, so like when analog Monday, uh, ran its course, I started diving into production um, and kind of compiled probably like an album and a half's worth of beats that I thought were cool. And so a lot of them, um, fusing genres for me is a big thing. That's what attracts me to a lot of music or, or fusing cultures. Um, so a lot of that is kind of bouncing between cultures and, and genres, but this one was kind of the funk based one. And I'd come up with this baseline that I thought was kind of cool. And I just kind of added some stuff and I was like, Hey, Brendan, check out like all these beats I made. And he was like, "We, you, we should do. I don't remember. What did you say? I can't do a. I can't do a Brendan. I don't. I have no idea what I said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was like kind of this. I felt like the most natural start to because it, it was it's very funk and hip hop like you know heavy and you know it, and it is you know um, blending genres. But this one was like maybe a little bit like felt like the the most logical start you know for for us because it had a really up-tempo beat it felt like a good introduction a good song it to could, start off it goes with, right into it for you know? sure like yeah it, we, we were going for like a live sound thing too like because i think that was one thing that we did you know talk about and think about when we were doing it is that when we were creating it we wanted it to be something that would be dope to perform live or that would like feel like you're at a live performance so we were trying to kind of like achieve that sound and you know even if people are listening to it at home right um so when you write yeah. your vocals does it basically once you get the first like couple words it just goes huh? yeah you, the like hardest it, part is starting a verse once you've got like two bars four bars it's right like, it's off to the it just goes yeah because for, that's for me it. it's like it just starts with an idea like that's i had it yeah. and it and it's funny because it'll never like i'm not in too much of a process of writing right now but i was in my car and i just had this idea and it said that like, I just wrote this. I like now I use notes like I use like the Apple notes. Oh, know? yeah, I do, too. And I write all my lyrics in my notes, which I know is super whack. I want to be like the guy who like brings back the notepad. You know, I mean, like, I, <sighs> my hand hurts. But, like, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I just had this line and I'm sure it'll become a song where it just was like, it's kind of funny. But it says there's there's very few branches in your bigotry. 
Yeah, <laughs> and like your bigotry. I, like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> that's right. gonna be something. Like, yeah. And I something. think <laughs> the process for that is gonna be every time I get mad watching the news about Donald Trump, right? I'm yeah. gonna be like, just, oh, here's another thing about racism, right? <laughs> that I could add to that song. Just type into there, yeah. Oh, yeah. You well, know, and you so should fill up quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It won't take me very long, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna do it slowly <laughs> like that. And then, so it's right. cool when you don't when there's no deadline. Yeah. You know, yeah, for, and for that's sure. what like with you guys taking a little bit of a step back, I think is is good because yeah. the monthly thing was pretty ambitious. It, honestly, it is. It's a, it's like, I mean, I think maybe we'll, you know, we'll try our hand at something like that again, but it is a hard clip to like produce something every month. It's a hard deadline, especially when you factor in all the multimedia stuff. We're trying to right. do pictures. We're trying to get interview videos going and sure. all that stuff. And it's just a lot of work to do in a month. Well, and then for when, one song. when we set up to do the St. Patrick's day one too, and it's like, that has to be done by the 17th. I mean, we dropped right. it on the 17th. So. Yeah. Right. Sometimes Which, a hard deadline can be a good thing because it just forces you to just push and get the job done. But then also, you it, you know, when you're not when you don't have that, you have time to like really take your time with it, come back to it several times, make those little fine tunings and stuff. Right. And so, I think good stuff can be achieved from both approaches. It just yeah. But I think we're I think I think it's going to be a good thing for us to kind of take a small step yeah, back and just for sure. get out of that pace. And also with the feature thing, you're back to being in a band again because right. now like we have to deal with your schedule my schedule his schedule, <laughs> right, right right so yeah so aside from just the workload it's just getting everybody in the same room when right, we need right. to. even so. like when we did our song you know we had to do, we had to put it together like super quick like it was it was just a couple hours in the studio we you know like we did that a lot of talking about it remotely but it you know beca- because of the deadline we had to just grind For it sure. out that day and thankfully it came out awesome right um but uh, and but like, yeah, you know rough. a lot of i mean the process of I've always had with making music is kind of DIY, like punk rock style. So I was okay with doing something in, in an hour and a half. Right. A lot of times people would be like, I'm not feeling that. Let's scratch it. And like, right. you'll get something done that like everyone else likes. And then the other person's like, no, 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 I'm not feeling it. Let's just wait. And right. it's like, it will never get anything done. Right. right. I know. I'm, I, I, I subscribe to that, I, you know, ideology too. It's like, just, just put it out, you know, it's put, t- it, it's put tough. it out and move on to the next thing. It's tough because. I don't know if it turns off some listeners when you do stuff that fast, you know, because who knows, I don't but, think but at the same time, like I don't hard, make, yeah. I think sometimes the creative outlet is just that it's creative outlet. Sure. The yes. goal shouldn't yeah. be about like, how's this going to be right. perceived? How's, yeah. Right. How many listeners am I going to get out of this? You know what I right. mean? I mean that, that there is that motivation there. Sure. But, um, but yeah, it's not, it's well, what's far the, from the main motivation. The George Lucas thing where George Lucas, when he made star Wars, he made it cause he wanted to make a movie he wanted to watch. Right. So that's kind of how I feel about like my music production. I don't know about, Brendan with raps, but uh, but when I'm making a beat, yeah, it can be perceived as weird, but whatever. It's something that that's, if I heard it, it'd see, be like, and that's something that I can 100% relate yeah. to. Now, with George Lucas, I don't know if he ended up wanting to see The Phantom Menace because that's trash, but yep. <laughs> <Right>. I, I <laughs> agree fully. Right. No, but so, uh, you know, let's get out of here, but we'll, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your socials. Obviously, it's what is it on Instagram? Uh, it's at the creative types at the creative types. I'm going to put a link to the band camp, which if people don't know about band camp, it's awesome. Uh, you know, so, you know, Facebook, I'm going to have, if you're looking at this post on Facebook, there's going to be a link to that and, and whatnot and on the website and on the, in the show notes. And so it's, it'll be easy for you to figure out, but then, uh, you guys are on Apple, Apple music and oh, yeah. Spotify all, and all that all good the, stuff yeah, as the creative the cool types. Places. And I like the, the flyers that you guys are doing for each, each song though. The one thing I will say is that the track that we did, it doesn't say the creative types on the flyer. So, I mean, I oh, guess it's right. redundant. 
Right. Yeah. But, yeah. We, we try to keep it like a little mixed up. Yeah. They're for simple, sure. you know. So. Right. But and and it's interesting because Apple sometimes will block your stuff if you don't have all the text uh, exactly yeah, right. the same. We've been trying to stay consistent with the text. That's like the one thing that we're trying to be like every single one has the same right. same font. You know, just for some you know. So the song is branding. "Let's Get Into It." Let's, let's I don't get know. into it. I, yeah. I don't know how the hell I can't remember this. <laughs> if you came here to have a good time, make so, your way to the stage. Right. All right. Well, there there it was. Yeah, that was right, the song right. we were yeah, going to play. Thanks, everybody. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Will, it's really good to finally meet you. Yeah, you and too, I man. look forward to, the, you know, our friendship blossoming. Sure. We'll do a lot more stuff together. Yeah, and, and and you're having a baby in a month, Brendan. Yep, so, so you're going to take a nap in like two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Better for nap now. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. You only have like two more weeks to nap. But, Next time you uh, see me, I'll have a beard. Right. Yeah. You're getting close right now. But, <laughs> uh, so... So the creative types, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. I'm yeah, going to try to make it to that show. I always say that and I never do, but but I need to leave the house sometimes. But So this is uh, the creative types. Let's get into it featuring DJ Kana J. Is that right? That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for coming. Cool, man. Thank you. What up, y'all? Yo, my name is Cerebral. Came to get the party poppin'. Maybe rap for some people. Make the whole place jump into a state of a people. Having a good time is how we wage war against evil. I keep it on point as a turntable needle. On point as a steeple of an ancient cathedral. I ain't speaking on the church of God. This is about the church of rap. Let us revisit the script. It's time to turn it back to when you didn't get played. If you was wicked, you act. You got food off stage. Didn't get any daps. Nowadays, I feel trapped in a rickety rap. Trying to fight the flow. It's no mystery that most rappers nowadays, they can't hold weight. This mind's alone. Too far. We to support a gold chain. Seems like every single week I've seen your goals change They ain't got no drive, only the road rage The ones that claim authentic are often so fake The ones that are authentic usually don't, don't say Maybe it's just me approaching old age Catching a slow fade, watching these records rotate oh! Make your way to the stage and I'll kick some rhymes And if you like the rhymes, you wanna make some noise And we'll keep on a rocket for the girls and boys You got the juice, we got the funk You bring the party and we'll tear it up Can't get enough of this hip-hop music Show me what you got Let's get into it Creative type with the fresh connection Sucker MCs head straight for the exit Kick down the door when we make an entrance Build up the crowd, then break the tension Hands up like you have a question Now nod your head and obey the lesson There ain't no half-step in the rap session Bad lemons wanna tuck a good game But yet we fact-check them Truth is we just some regular dudes And we've been flexing these phonetics With a hell of a crew And if you're hating it, it's probably Cause we're better than you Let them say what they're gonna say It's inevitable My alphabetical soup is in your ear canal Find me swimming midstream in the here and now Positivity I got in a fearsome mouth The negativity I simply just steer around And come on Have a good time, make your way to the stage, and I'll kick some rhymes. And if you like the rhymes, go on, make some noise, and we'll keep on a rockin' for the girls and boys. You got the juice, we got the funk. You bring the party, and we'll tear it up. Can't get enough of this hip hop music. Show me what you got. Put your back into it. Put your back. Put your back. 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 Put your back into it. Back. Back. Back into it. Put your back, 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 and back into it.